This is Live Well Talk on breastfeeding during COVID-19. I'm Dr. Dustin Arnold, Chief Medical Officer at United Point Health St. Luke's Hospital. There are many questions and concerns about coronavirus infections. Among them, mothers are asking if it is safe to breastfeed their babies if they have COVID-19. Here today is Leanne Moses, a lactation specialist with St. Luke's Birth Care Center. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Let's start off, uh, Leanne, first. Why, why, what is the benefit of breastfeeding? Why is it important? Breast milk has many benefits to the baby for their health. It gives the baby millions of antibodies that are in breast milk. It's also great for bonding for the mother and the baby. However, we know some women can't breastfeed. Some babies don't latch, but the mother could still pump and put that milk in a bottle for the baby. Or there are some situations where mother can't breastfeed, then we have formula that the doctor and the um, mother can discuss what's the best for their baby. Going back though to breast milk, it lines the intestinal tract, so sets the baby up for a good digestive system. And again, those antibodies get into them to prevent them from getting sick. So breast milk is the best nutrition for most babies. Okay. Plus, if you're the new dad, you can't do it, so you get to sleep through the night. That is right. That's also a benefit. <laughs> Many dads say, yes, please yeah, breastfeed. Yeah. <laughs> Tanya did both our girls, so you know, I, they were no problem. When yeah, I was. that's great. So, so, I mean, we know that medications, we know that uh, alcohol, sedatives, uh, probably nicotine, I don't know, maybe you can comment on that, is given to the baby through the breast milk. Mm -hmm. And that's why we pay attention to those things. Yes. And those medications, we avoid them uh, or uh, what do you pump afterwards uh, or you pump for a while, kind of flush it out or yes. something like that. Uh, but the transmission of infections is something different. Correct. So w do we know that uh, the coronavirus is transmitted through breast milk? So per the CDC, which is the Center of Disease Control, which is where I recommend these moms get their information right now because they are staying up to date and constantly changing um, any new um, evidence-based and any new research information. So um, right now, they can't say 100%, but it is very unlikely that COVID-19 gets transmitted through breast milk. We know from research and other viruses and illnesses, it's very unlikely for most, of, most viruses to get transmitted through breast milk. So right now, it's very unlikely. However, we cannot say 100%. Right. I think yeah, so much is unknown with COVID-19 that you have to and do I that. And I think that's just kind of one thing to you know point out for all these moms out there is so much is unknown. Obviously, they are researching and trying their best to stay most up-to-date. And that's why I recommend moms check the CDC website or the WHO, the World Health Organization, or um, we have a breastfeeding website the International Board Certification um, website that keeps up to date, or they can directly call us at St. Luke's in our lactation department. Our number is 369-8944. They can also find more information on our website about us, but that way they can get um, the most up-to-date and correct answer. As you know, there's a lot on the internet, and I've yeah. read quite a few inter um different articles and interviews. And that, if it's on the internet, it's true. Exactly. You know. And that is the, um, the big problem right now. So that's why I recommend they chat with us or get on the CDC website. Okay. Well, that's, that's sound advice. <clears throat> if the, the mom is breastfeeding and then starts to develop 
since we don't know, yes, the mom is breastfeeding and starts to have a fever and a cough and may be ill, may think that she has COVID-19, what should she do in the interim prior to, she should obviously see her physician, yes, right? but what should she do in that interim between the symptoms and the doctor's appointment? So exactly right. Like you said, first call your doctor. She needs to get an appointment. Also, not only for herself, but it's great for her to let the pediatrician know what's going on in case they would like to see the baby, depending what results the mother gets. But in that in-between state, if, first off, if she thinks she's been exposed, but she's actually feeling great, um, she doesn't have any symptoms, but she knows she's maybe her husband or someone or her support person has had it, she can still breastfeed, but she should separate herself from that person who has had it. Um, so just say it was her husband or her significant other, they separate themselves in the house, they stay in a certain room and she separate and then do proper hygiene, just like we all should be as far as washing our hands regularly, making sure we're taking our time and washing our hands a good 20 seconds plus um, before she latches the baby or even as much as she can wash her hands. Um, also her breasts, making sure her breasts are clean before she latches the baby. If she is pumping and feeding or pumping in general, she needs to wash her hands before she even touches her pump and then making sure she's cleaning her pump parts very regularly and thoroughly. They even sell um, sanitation bags or she could boil them to make sure they're nice and sterile um, if she's pumping and feeding. Now, if she's having symptoms and she's afraid she does have it, she has the cough, the fever, etc. As of now, again, she should talk to her doctor and pediatrician if she should continue to breastfeed, but she can. She just needs to be extra careful of um, how she may be transmitting it. Again, say if she's coughing, she might not want to latch the baby if she's having severe symptoms, but she could pump and a healthy um, support person or someone who can help them could care for the baby while she's going through this. Um, that's kind of what they're recommending right now. And that's the same here in the hospital. If a woman has COVID, it's recommended they're separated from their baby till they're about 72 hours fever free or <clears throat> excuse me, 10 days from the first symptom. But these are, again, more the women who are having the symptoms. Here in the hospital... Which had been seven days. They extended that yes. in, the, in the last couple of weeks. So they're saying really at home to separate for that really 10 to 14 days. However, we also know that's not practical for some women if they're at home with their baby and their husband's working and you know we're telling people to <clears throat> quarantine and really not have people in their home. If they need to take care of their baby then they obviously need to. That's when they really need to be careful with hand washing, disinfecting surfaces regularly, and the mother should wear a mask. And really hard to do with the new baby, but not kiss their baby and making sure they're not transmitting it to their baby. However, also depending when she gets tested or what her results may be, the baby's probably been exposed already. So taking away the breast milk may only hurt because there's so many antibodies in that breast milk that baby's used to getting. So I wouldn't want her to just now stop doing that if the baby's already been exposed. The horse is out of the barn, so to speak, in yeah. that situation. Okay, so let me see. I have this, if I have this correct. The mom, she's positive with COVID, gives birth. She has to be separated for 10 to 14 days. Can she pump breast milk and then still have someone else give it to the baby in that time? Yes, that's a great question. And that can kind of lead into Dr. Arnold also just in the hospital setting. So if a woman comes in and she's positive, 
um, for COVID, which I will throw in there, we're testing all our mothers when they come in to see if they're uh, positive or not. So if they are, then we counsel them. We have the doctors kind of discuss with them that it is recommended they separate from their baby. So once the baby's born, we would take the baby into a different room, a clean room, and care for them for them, and they have to be separated. Now, however, of course, it's the mother's choice. She can choose to keep the baby in the room with her, and we just have them sign a form saying they understand. But if she chooses to send the baby to Again, their own private room where a nurse will be taking care of that baby 24-7. They would never be left alone. We can give her pumped milk. In fact, we highly recommend that. What we'd have the mother do is wear a mask while she pumps and, again, wash her hands before she even pumps. Of course, at the hospital, we have gloves here. She could wear gloves if that makes her feel more comfortable. And then we would take that milk and feed it to the baby in a bottle. Okay. So... But there's no my my reading an editorial in the New England Journal maybe ten days ago. There there's been no vertical transmission documented yet, correct? Correct. So it it is a tough area, mm. um, especially those moms um, that know they're going to go home and take care of their baby anyway. So the one to two days they're in the hospital of separating, um, they have trouble grasping why should they do that. But again, that's why it's their choice, and they can. All they have to do is sign a paper and the baby stays in the room with them. But we just have to kind of go off of the information we have as why they should separate. Um, some women are choosing, we've seen both, and there's no right or wrong, and everyone's situation is different. And so that's good for everyone to know out there. We support you no matter what you choose, and we know everybody's situations are different. Um, if they separate, then it's ideal if they go home and stay separated. That couple weeks or at least till her symptoms are gone or fever's gone, et cetera. And again, that can't always be done. So if she needs to stay with her baby in the hospital, that is fine. We will help facilitate to keep it as safe as possible and teach her how to go home safely and taking care of her and the baby and breastfeeding. And I, Leanne, I know historically there is the the nursemaid the, mm -hmm. the, the, in the Victorian times, the, the woman that would make her living by perpetually Yes. Using selling her breast milk and feeding babies uh, because they didn't have specialists like you back then. Yeah. <laughs> so they had to figure out how to do that. And that's that that was how they did it. So tell me about the 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 process uh, and the safety of donated breast milk uh, over in your lactation center. So we're pretty proud here at St. Luke's. We get donated breast milk from the Iowa Donation Bank. Um, it goes through the university. We're actually even a drop site. Moms in our area can drop off their donated breast milk here. But before they even can, they go through a lengthy process as far as making sure the mom is safe to donate the breast milk. She cannot be on any medications. Um, she has to be healthy. There's certain things. They even have blood work done. And then that milk goes to the university where they, I just think it's amazing. They can pasteurize it and make sure it's safe yet keep all those amazing benefits of the breast milk. So a mom here at the hospital can feel safe knowing it's going to their baby. So we offer that to all our babies that are born here, both um, in the birth care center, a term healthy baby, and then it's very important for our NICU premature babies. So that's another great thing to mention, Dr. Arnold, as far as these moms who maybe have COVID and have decided to separate and don't want to latch their baby because of the safety, um, they can still pump and feed. However, Colostrum doesn't always come out right away with the breast pump, and it takes three to five days for the mother's milk to come in. 
So she can then use our donated breast milk in that meantime. And that's even great for those moms out there who, uh, who either can't breastfeed or have chosen not to breastfeed. There's nothing wrong with that. I like to say a fed baby is best. We want all our babies just fed and healthy. Sure. But if she'd like, she could even use that donated breast milk in the hospital just to get her baby a little head start until she goes home and formula feeds. What percentage of new moms, the breast milk doesn't come in and they just... Luckily, that's pretty low. Um, a lot of women who don't make enough milk have underlying or um, health issues they, they know about. And that's where we come into play too. We can see every mom that has a baby here at St. Luke's and we can talk to them about, um, for example, PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome is probably the most common, um, or fertility issues, and they just don't make enough milk. But we're here for that. And that's something I, all moms should know. They can call us anytime and we can answer any question. If we don't answer, we will call you back. We might be out on the floor. But um, luckily, most women make milk as long as they stimulate regularly or latch regularly, which is something we counsel them on when they're here, too, about how to make a good supply. Okay. So you can kind of get up, upstream, so to speak, on it. You know, okay, this mom might have trouble. She's polycystic, ovarian. So let's, let's intervene exactly. sooner. Let, let's not. So you don't sit around waiting for it not to come nope. in. You, yep. you preemptively get in there. That we totally set every sense. mother up to hopefully um, make a good supply, and I always tell them, don't worry till you have to. You know, I don't want them to already be worried, but yet, yes, yeah, setting them up so they know what could happen and knowing if they might need a supplement or things like that. Well, this, this has been really interesting, but uh, one last question. Why did you get into lactation specialty? So I actually wanted to be a nurse since I was little. I remember, I don't know if you did at school, that junior achievement program, and I got to go shadow a nurse in only fourth grade. And I Pretty proud of myself. I got my nursing degree, and I always have loved the thought that you can feed your baby and grow your baby just from your body, that that baby really just needs its mother. I think that's fascinating. I think it's awesome that that's how animals feed their baby, right, too. Right. I mean, we all literally do that. And so I was interested in it before having children, and then now I've successfully fed three babies myself, and I just found it so rewarding and the bond. And there's other um, benefits, too, financially. I mean, it, I could go on all day. So I personally have seen what it can do for that mother and that baby. And I just love helping moms get that who want to. And then on the same situation, the women who may not want to or can't, I also like being there to support them in whatever journey they take to as long as they get their baby fed and, and healthy. Like you said, it, the, the intrinsic ability to, you know, First of all, to have, have a, baby a baby is really <laughs> fascinating. And then to, to continue with that is, is something special and is a unique gift. What, what was that lactation phone number again? Before yes, we... Grace. I'm glad you threw that in there again. That's what I kind of want to say to the moms again, too. We are here seven days a week. We are on the floor, so we may call you back. But please let us know if we can help. 369-8944. And we're hopeful again once the... Um, coronavirus has kind of calmed down. We have a Tuesday support group at 4 p.m. to 5.30. It's free. It's normally every week, but like I said right now, un unfortunately, it's on hold. But um, that's an asset that we hope to bring back to the community soon, so please be watching for that. And it's very laid back. You can come late. You can leave early. You, um, we weigh the babies every week, so you can make sure your baby's growing appropriately. 
check a latch, answer any question. So there's a lot of ways we um, hope to support you. And then just to close as well, like I mentioned earlier, please make sure um, you're calling your doctor or pediatrician if you have concerns and checking things like the CDC, making sure you're on legitimate websites for your information. Well, that's, that's, that's very sound advice, Leanne. Once again, that was Leanne Moses from the Lactation Center at the Center for Women's and Children's Health. And we're grateful for her stopping by today and giving great information. Uh, for the most up-to-date information on COVID-19, visit our website at unipoint.org or the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention website at cdc.gov. If you have a topic you'd like to suggest for the COVID-19 pandemic, please uh, uh, shoot us an email at stlukescr at unipoint.org. In the meantime, wash your hands, cover your cough, and confine yourself if you're ill, and uh, practice social distancing.